The cut. The cut. The cut. The cut. The cut. When I was nine, I had a lot of dreams. I wanted to steer a dog sled through a blizzard. I wanted to marry Shamar Moore. I wanted to spit from the top of the Empire State Building. But above anything else, I wanted to be Jewel. You know, like, I hear the clock, it's 6 a.m. Like, that Jewel, I wanted to be her. I would sit in my grandparents' hallway and write sad observational folk songs about relationships and heartbreak that I knew absolutely nothing about, and then sing them at the playground during recess. The only one I can really remember was called Piecing Up My Puzzle, an existential banger about picking up the pieces of my life. Music became the soundtrack to imaginary heartache that I desperately wanted. I couldn't wait to become a teenager and experience the expectancy and sadness of liking a boy who had a car. And thank goodness I wasn't the only weirdo who used to do this. I played a song that I wrote about a boy in front of him when he stopped liking me, or at least paying attention to me. I was like, I'm going to sing a song in front of you. And I pretended like the song wasn't about him. As a teenager, the cut blogger Mia Mercado would be in her room pining, listening to Michelle Branch. The Spirit Room, that like red CD, is a gorgeous CD. I listened to that, ran it raw, like he just ruined it. Yeah, I loved Michelle Branch, truly anything off of that first album. That's like, you know, everywhere. I distinctly remember, like, in my room, listening to a song by Lindsay Lohan. It was a song called Over. I would just imagine this guy that I liked in my class while I would listen, like, tell me that it's over. (laughs) (laughs) Not that you're together. We're not together. That you've been together, and now it's over, and now you get to feel that level of sadness and not the level of sadness of we'll never be together (laughs) yeah I did that too I did a little bit of like well at the very least if I dated this guy that I've never talked to then we could break up and then I could feel sad for a different reason (laughs) the main feature of these teenage nights spent listening to heartbreak songs in our bedrooms is that Mia and I were nostalgic for experiences that we never had boys we were too shy to talk to Football games we were too cool to attend. School dances where the punch was never spiked like in the movies. That's exactly how 19-year-old Hannah Bandalo felt this year when she first heard Sour, Olivia Rodrigo's universally adored teen angst breakup album. I was always following her and like looking at her Instagram covers and was wondering like, oh, when is she going to release this? When is she going to release this? And then 2021 happened and she released Driver's License. And I was like, wow, this is going to be this is going to be a great set. But she couldn't really truly experience the album as it was meant to be experienced. Because alas, 
Hannah single. I was sitting with my roommate and she's in a relationship too. So she, I was like, you should, you know, break up with your boyfriend and then you should listen to the Sour album and then see how that goes for you because I can't experience it. That's when Hannah came up with a unique idea. She's like, I'm not going to ask my boyfriend to break up with me. Like he's never going to do that. And because she said that, I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll do it myself. Maybe I should just have a fake three-day relationship. She decided to concoct a relationship to feel the heartache of Olivia's album. I put out my Snapchat and then I asked people like, does anyone want to go into a three-day relationship with me? Because my roommate's not going to do it with me. She's in a happy relationship. So are there any takers? And then I actually had applications come in after that. I didn't even think I was going to have to do an application process because when I posted on my Snapchat, I was like, nobody's ever going to respond. And then I had five people, five, six people like respond back saying, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. But this was the application process. The first question was, are you alive? The, <laughs> the second question was, can you go on two dates, one virtual and then one in person before Friday? And she made a list about herself, including the fact that she's a business major twice. She cries during the movie Coraline. She makes impulsive decisions. And she will break up with you in three days. Why three days? It, it was just the timing of, you know, everything good comes in three days. So also I was busy. So I wasn't going <laughs> to I was super busy. My schedule was so packed. And I was like, I'm not going to have time to even do, you know, an actual relationship. I was like, three days is good enough. How long did it take you to choose? It took like three hours. I literally was like up at 12.30 in the morning deciding. She chose a guy named Shiel, who was a friend of a friend that she'd known around campus. And Hannah liked him because he took the application process seriously. Like automatically right after, he said, Good evening, Hannah. Thank you for taking the time to review my application. I want to say it is my pleasure to be a part of this rigid application process. If you need anything else from me, please let me know. Thank you for taking the time to read this message. And I hope to hear from you soon. Best, Shield. And that was just like the hook line and singer. I was like, I know he's not a business major, but... The morning of their big date, Shell picked Hannah up in his car. As soon as I saw him, he opened the car door for me and he gave me a flower and it matched my dress. And I was like, this is the perfect start to the perfect day ever. And they did all of the relationshipy things that they could do in just three days. They stayed up till 2 a.m. talking over Zoom. They spent a glorious day making TikTok dance videos, riding scooters and drinking slushies. And we were just like driving around, listening to music, talking. We were just on the same wavelength at this point. And then I just mentioned to Tim, I was like, oh, by the way, don't forget, you have to break up with me later. And he was like, I got it, I, I got it. Don't worry, I know the plan. Was there ever a moment during it where you're like, oh, maybe I like this guy? I guess. It was just like, it was. it's more of like that inclination of like, oh, you know, I really vibe with this person. Like, I don't know if it would ever become like a real relationship in the future, but it was just one of those, like, I enjoy being around this person. And then Sunday night came. It was literally like 11 p.m. at that point. And he sent me an email and I was like, what is this? And he was like, I'm, it's me breaking up with you. In the subject line, it says, it's you, not me. And then in the body of the message, it says, don't pick me, don't choose me, don't love me, bye. And that was that. He dumped her after three days, just like Hannah had planned. Do you feel successful in being broken up with? I think I was pretty successful being broken up with because I knew that I did it to myself. But at the same time, it still kind of hurt. Like, 
imagine going through all of that just for, you know, some guy to, like, email you. And it was a Grey's Anatomy reference, too, nonetheless, which was funny, <laughs> but also <laughs> also disrespectful. I guess I kind of intended to get hurt, but not in that way, <laughs> because... Dude, we spent quality time together, and you're just gonna send, send like, two lines of a breakup. So yeah, you could say that surprisingly the experiment worked. Heartbreak accomplished. Hannah went viral on TikTok after posting videos of her experiment, and now millions of teens are emotionally invested in a sort of pretend three-day relationship scored to Olivia Rodrigo's traitor. The caption was, um, he's not a traitor, but he has the best traits. As for whether the relationship is going to stay pretend, who knows? He's actually living across the hall from me. Wait, what? I posted the TikTok and then the next day I was like, wait, where are you living again? And then he said, you know, we're the building that I live in. And I was like, that's crazy. I was like, what floor? And then he, he said the unit number. And I was like, that is literally across the hall from me. We're probably going to do like dinners and stuff and like fun things like we talked about putting a water slide between our doors and like fun stuff like that oh hannah we're really good friends we're good friends <laughs> that's right hannah wanted to feel the familiar heartache of a teendom however fleeting and organized it was creating it was better than not having it at all and it turns out a lot of people are still searching for that feeling after the break a Zoomer and a millennial walk into a prom. When Olivia Rodrigo's Sour album came out, there was a lot of anticipation. So a couple other writers and editors at The Cut were wishing each other a, a happy Olivia Rodrigo release album day to any and all who observe. Mia Mercado again. We're all older than, is she 18? We're all older than 18. When I was listening to it, I'm like, okay, why am I relating to these songs that are about Things that I have not experienced in over a decade. Yes, Olivia Rodrigo is 18 and has gained a following for sharing all of her big feelings in song and the backstory behind them. And people have noticed that a lot of that following is a healthy decade removed from being a teenager. There were all these memes about how millennials had co-opted Olivia's new album. 30-year-olds were screaming, where's my fucking teenage dream? But why? Didn't we get enough of this when we were actual melodramatic teens? Is it Peter Pan nostalgia? Or the fact that so many people were slingshot back into their childhood bedrooms during the pandemic, watching Dawson's Creek and Moesha on streaming sites? Are we full on regressing? To me, it feels a lot deeper than that. I love people I don't like, and I hate every song I write. And I'm not cool, and I'm not smart, and I can't even parallel park. It was very cathartic to hear an 18-year-old talking how an 18-year-old talks and doing it in a more eloquent way than I could have ever done and probably still can do. I feel kind of old to be, um, mm -hmm. I don't know, like with like the pining songs, but like the ones mm. that are like, why do they put women against each other? I gotta throw my phone across the room or like uh, mm -hmm. with Brutal, like I'm, I can't, well, I can parallel park. But I can okay, still feel it. brag. What? You're the only person that I know that can actually parallel park. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, don't apologize to me. Apologize to Olivia. Olivia's songs are categorically teen and earnest, sure. But they also cut deep down into something old and pronounced that still stings. Like the song Jealousy, Jealousy. She sings about not wanting to compare herself to others, 
but it weighs on her. I kind of want to throw my phone across the room Cause all I see a girl's too good to be true With paper white teeth and perfect bodies Wish I didn't care When I was a teen, I didn't have the language yet for my insecurity and outrage when Us Weekly would publish Britney Spears and Paris Hilton's weights next to their names or the understanding that other teenage girls weren't my enemy or my competition. Hell, I'm still grappling with black and brown girls not granted the same coming of age that so many white teenage girls get to have idolized. Teenage girls of color aren't often allowed the grace of innocence or the archetypal fantasy of high school. I still have all the big feelings I had at 17, but I can only microdose them every once in a while. It's just nice to be reminded by Olivia that those feelings are still there and they're valid. And for grown-up Mia, that was also what drew her into this specific brand of teenage girl melancholy. Olivia being Filipina meant Mia could vicariously feel the heartache that she didn't experience growing up. But now she can readily picture herself in Olivia's combat boots. Yeah, I too am Filipino, and so part of me was like, yes, yes, this is for me as well. I am a decade older than you, but it is for me. Oh, man. So I didn't date people in high school, but I absolutely had crushes on a million people, and... That is that is the heartbreak that I'm drawing from. The idea of crying on the floor, listening to teen angst, doesn't ever really go away. Not really. Last week I had a belt out to Brandy's Have You Ever that did my soul some good. But some people are resistors to the cathartic howl of pop yearning. They've never been inclined to stare at their ceiling and listen to Linger by the Cranberries on an infinite loop. People like my fellow producer, Noura Buzidi. I do not listen to breakup albums. I'm kind of allergic to that kind of music. Brief history on our girl Noor. She's a 22-year-old reformed metalhead who was the moderator of a very popular One Direction Tumblr. But somehow, she's too cool to sing driver's license with me. Obviously, I've felt, I've felt the things that make people want to write breakup songs. And I'm just like, why do you want that? Like, why do you want to... Like, yeah, like, it's part of your artistry, um, like, drawing from painful things. But I'm just like, why is it a thing that, like, people sit in their feelings and they wallow in the sadness? Have you ever listened to any Alanis Morissette? I'm going to Google her because I don't know who she is. <laughs> oh, my God. Nor. Okay, so what do you listen to? I'm going to put up a Nancy Ajadam song just because she's, like, the queen of Arabic pop. That's the kind of music that I like to listen to whenever I'm really sad. <laughs> what is she saying? <laughs> to be honest, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't Wait, know what thub thub is. It's, not a, it's just like a sound, I think. I'm just like, I can't understand it. Just head empty, like I'm just vibing, you know? So apparently what you're saying in the song, the so... Yatatab Wedela. Wedela, yeah. Means either I baby or spoil. Oh, Dela, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what that means. Or he tells me I've changed on him. I get upset, my temper rises, but all he cares about is how to please him. What? Are you serious? Yeah, hold on. <laughs> this is. I thought this was uh... like, like, like a watermelon sugar kind of vibes. Like you're just like falling in love and it's fun. 
but it's like no it's more tense than that (laughs) so you inadvertently got caught up in like a pseudo breakup song oh no (laughs) are you kidding me this is like my song that makes you vibe even when you were trying to avoid it it's fucking everywhere (laughs) i think i'm more comfortable with it when i can't really understand it since i've negated her theory I feel like this is my chance to ask Nora a big favor. A bonding event to cross generations. Olivia Rodrigo is having a sour prom concert online, and I need someone to experience it with me. And so I was wondering, essentially, Noor, will you go to prom with me? Oh my god. (laughs) Are you really asking me to prom? I've never been asked to prom before. Why am I like... (laughs) I would love to go to prom with you, Parker. Oh, my God. (laughs) And so we're just two ladies on separate coast, dressed to the nines over a Zoom call, while we watch teenagers throw a fake prom. You look so cool. Thank you. You look amazing. Do you see my hoops? I have my 8.30 p.m. hoops. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. It's starting. (laughs) (gasps) There's a limo. Oh, wow. How are you feeling? Eh. <laughs> I'm feeling eh. What is that noise? Eh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it means. I think it's very artistic so far. We've gotten to driver's license, Noor. Oh, I've never heard the song. Since last week, just like we always Wait, maybe I have. Probably from TikToks. Oh, somebody said the song that started it all in the comments. Is this really? Yeah. I think I heard this in a Forever 21 the other day. God damn it. You know what? This is so One Direction vibes. Oh my god. I'm probably gonna get executed for saying that. I drive alone past your. Alright, fuck it up, Olivia! Oh, I like this. Are you sad that you missed your prom? No, I don't care. I, I was more excited to start college and like um, live life. And then I got to college and met all these people who like had all these friend groups from high school. And they had all these memories of going to prom and going to football games and doing all these tweeny things and like they kissed boys behind the bleachers and stuff and I was just like I literally didn't do anything (laughs) I left as soon as I could but does it feel artificial does it feel like it's some kind of imagined universe of what high school was supposed to be like oh absolutely that is the idea of high school that I want to keep in my head like I don't I don't fantasize about real high school (laughs) real high school was garbage but I would have totally have worn Chucks to prom. I would have been that girl if I ever had a prom. Oh, same. Absolutely. 100%. Like Rubella Swan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For more on Olivia Rodrigo, be sure to check out this week's episode of Switched on Pop as they explore the musical roots of her record-breaking hit, Good For You. This episode was produced by me, along with Jasmine Aguilera, Noor Buzidi, and Skylar Swenson. 
edited by the fabulous Kelly Prime. Our executive producers are Hannah Rosen and Nishat Krawa, mixed by Alex Higgins. We are the product of New York Magazine. Subscribe today to support all their work at thecut.com slash subscribe. I'm B.A. Parker. Thanks for listening.